Okay, good. this is actually an impromptu podcast. I, I want to put it out there because let me just start by saying that I am not, I love technology. I really like the idea of Bitcoin. I like the concept of cryptocurrency. And the reason I've been not so much against it, but cautious of it, is not because the idea, it's, there's a couple of things though that, and I'm saying this as objective as I can, that there's a thing called the IRS, right? And as these current cryptocurrencies has traded out over the past, especially the past three to five years, the IRS is going to, they need to have more tax money. Obviously, we all know that. If you look at information, I'll call this below the clouds. You read what everybody else reads. If you want to get really good information, I'm talking about really more objective, less emotional. You have to kind of go above the clouds, if you will, and either pay for or really find people that really understand what's happening on a global macro level. What I mean by that is that central banks coordinate things. Yes, you could say it's a cons- whatever you want to call it, conspiracy. It's not good. But here, here's the thing. For someone who thinks that cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, for example, is going to operate as some rogue currency out there on its own and that the IRS can't get to you or can't get to your transactions, I will just suggest to you you're kidding yourself. Now, I know that will draw lots of, lots of, lots of uh, animosity. I get it. I understand. And I hope I'm wrong. Right? I hope I'm wrong because I understand the reason for wanting anonymity, but in the same token, same token, <laughs> in the same breath, though, I'll tell you that I get some reassurance. I have nothing to hide and I pay taxes, whatever. I do understand the need, but I also like the fact that when I put a debit card transaction, I have fraud protection. I also have reimbursement, but again, fraud protection, but I also have, there's, it's pretty convenient. Um, it happens instantaneously. So, but let's look at something here, okay? Everybody sees the Bitcoin went to 60000 That's awesome. If you made money, absolutely fantastic. But what you don't see or don't hear about is a person who doesn't really understand markets, they're not experienced in markets, and they look at two things, the price and where it's going to go. However, they never learned or thought about managing the downside or the risk. They listen to the, to the analysts who talk about, well, in October, it's going to be at 300000 Now, could it be? I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go short term. But these, I'll tell you, these calls, they're just people's guesses. No one is, because here's the thing. A market is made up of an aggregate group of people, thousands of people making a decision. I can't tell you what, who, you know, this big whale is going to do. Or the, I don't know that. But what I do know is that when you've got bubbles, okay, so for example, look at the when Bitcoin went from, let's say, 3000 to 20000 right? People made money, fantastic. Then when it went from 20000 to 10000 you don't hear about the people that put their life savings in there that lost a lot of money, lost a ton of money. So it corrected about about three thousand, and now it went up to sixty thousand. But in so, what I'm trying to emphasize here is that people that looked at some of these analysts calling for, oh, it's going to be at three million or whatever it is in twenty thirty one, and they put these projections out there. This is what I call hopium. It's okay. Like I would put two to five percent into cryptocurrencies. I don't know it that well. Okay, but what I do know is when the market goes from 3 to 10 to 20 to 10 to 3 to 60 to 30, 
a lot of people, and excuse my French, are getting their asses handed to them. You don't see those people. They don't post online. They, they put their life savings into an investment, and the next week, it's literally cut in half. When it happens two and three times, what those investors just want to get the hell out, okay? And you'll have some of these quote-unquote gurus talking about, oh, well, it's going to go to 3.30 by October. That's simply a guess. Nobody knows that. Oh, no, 2030 is going to be at 13 million. Look, I don't know what it's going to be tomorrow, okay? But what I'm telling you is that this is the kind of investment, the kind of vehicle you need to put caution, hello, only put, this is just a suggestion, consider putting money in that you know you can lose it and you don't need it tomorrow. When I was a trader at Morgan Stanley for five years, simply meant I took orders from the public and placed trade. It's no big deal. But the point was, I want to put something out to you. In 2001, there were over $5 trillion of market capitalization that was vaporized. Gone like that. I mean, they just lost value. It was what was called the dot-com boom bubble bust. But beyond that, companies were valued that had no revenue based on, do you remember the phrase, the eyeball tests? And they literally value a company based upon how many views people looked at the website. <laughs> and these companies had valuations that were absolutely insane. And those companies are no longer around today. And if I could go back and just, for those of you that remember, and this is like going from 95 to 2000, these things just couldn't lose. And it was like Warren Buffett didn't touch because he didn't understand them. Oh, he's just too old, doesn't understand what he's doing. And I'm telling you, I saw people buy, go out of margin, their accounts, they go into debt, they had to go back and mortgage their house because they were convinced that these tech stocks were going to win. And when it finally came to a close, came to a, the bubble was done, and it collapsed. In 2001, was also the most busiest year for people coming online. But there are also $5 trillion of market cap, people's money lost, for, never came back again. So all I'm saying is these cryptocurrencies, I had nothing against them. I don't believe that there's much usability in them. Could that change? Of course it could change. But you, there's no stable value in something that loses half of its value in a week or overnight. It just doesn't make any sense. You can't. So again, I'm not I'm against Bitcoin, nothing against Litecoin, nothing against Iridium. I'm going to read you a quote real quick from um, Iridium's uh, CEO, if I can find it here. This is from uh, the founder of Iridium. Concept, right? We've had at least three of these big crypto bubbles so far. And quite often, the reason bubbles end up stopping is because some of that happens that just makes it clear that the technology just isn't there yet. It's the founder of Arithium. That the technology just isn't there yet. Again, this is just talking about today. I'll tell you that, let's talk about usability. Okay. Transactions, not settlements, but transactions per second. Visa, 24,000. Transactions per second, it can do. Bitcoin, seven. Seven. Okay. Litecoin, 56. Erythium, 20. These aren't my numbers. These are, these are public. But people don't look at that and say, hmm, 
do I really need cryptocurrency right now? Oh, we got to get in right now. Look, when people are buying on hype and emotion, they lose their, in other words, they forget how to manage risk appropriately. They don't look at usability or value. They just want this, well, you know, this analyst is going to go to 400,000. And every person who has an opposing viewpoint is a fucking idiot or they're, they're a moron. And I'm telling you, that's the quickest way to lose your money. I stand here today being somewhat bearish, yet I realize there's more that I don't know. And I'm constantly studying this stuff, trying to figure out what am I missing. But I don't see a reason to hustle into you know, Bitcoin when the usability just isn't there. Okay, and I, could I be wrong? Of course, it could be wrong. So my point, though, is that be very careful of who you listen to. Who you're listening to? If you're listening to someone who's just pouring their own Kool Aid, you're going to get burned eventually because markets don't just go up. And you're learning this now. This is at sixty. What sixty thousand? It's at th- it's right now. It's about thirty-two thousand. That's in like a week. I mean, you're, again, you don't hear the person who put his last. You know, two hundred thousand. They thought they thought it was a, a, a safe haven. It's at thirty three thousand right now, and it was at um, sixty fifty eight, whatever fifty eight thousand. So anyway, thirty thousand point drop from its high. So I'm just putting this out there again. This is just a. It's not. This is not a narrative against Bitcoin. It isn't a narrative against cryptocurrencies. Blockchain's a fantastic technology. I'm just learning about that. So I don't come at this trying to, but I've seen, again, not trying to say, oh, I've seen, but I've seen people lose everything because they get too caught up in the hype and they follow these people that sound really, really smart. Yet the biggest sign of somebody you don't want to follow is someone that only sees something going one way, only up, only, I'm constantly asking myself, where am I wrong? Where, where can I get wrong? And I, cause I know there's, there's things I miss. You know, and I wrote today, I put a post up that said that the problem, the problem isn't being wrong. The problem is not admitting when you're wrong so you can stop, learn the lesson, course correct, and adjust and move on. There are people that I know that, that are rock stars, I won't name any names, out there. People think that they've been bearish on stocks since 2011. <laughs> I won't name any names, but... And I'm like, this, and they, they're like celebrities because they have a narrative that sounds really awesome. Oh, United States is printing. And here's one more thing, too. For those of you, and again, I'm just trying to put some facts out there. A oh, dollar's not worth anything. Is a, a currency is like owning a share of a country. I understand we have a lot of problems to fix. We do. There's no question about it. And no, we aren't on a gold standard, but the United States as a country owns. 8,000 tons of gold. Now people say, oh, it's not there. Okay, this is hypothetical say it's there. And then the next country that owns the most, see the euro is always Germany, Italy, and France. Germany has about 3,000 tons of gold. Okay? We also produce, GDP-wise, about 25 of the $80 trillion in the world's GDP. So when someone says our currency is not worth anything, it's not true. We're backed by a massive economy. We're backed by, we own over 8,000 tons of gold. I know we're not in the gold standard, but operationally we're not, but we actually own the gold. Okay, so, and, and just the question we have terrible problems with debt. 
but all I'm saying is, I see people jumping onto this this bandwagon. They're like, you know, they'll no, it's not. It's it's the best thing in the world. And I'm like, oh man, do you not ever see or want to see where you're wrong? Sometimes you, you can help yourself. So anyway, I'm gonna rambling here. I'm gonna cut this off, but be careful if you're you know not sure of something. Bitcoin is not a safe investment. I, I, I could be wrong one day, and sure it'll it'll even out one day, and it'll be fantastic. I could that could happen, sure. But there's not much usability right now. Okay, this is the best. It couldn't go up. Absolutely, it could be at two hundred thousand in, in in ten weeks. I don't know. But the same token, remember that comes with a ton of risk. Be careful out there. All right, with this, I'm out. <laughs>